Welcome to the Habesha Finance Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial independence and overcome your money problems. I'm Matt, bringing you the education and tools to help you get your life back, build wealth, and make a difference. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today on this episode of the Habesha Finance Podcast. Today, I am going to offer five best tips for living in your car. Yes, living in your car. And so you may ask, how am I able to give these kinds of tips? Well, not to make you feel sorry for me or not to have a pity party, but there was a time where due to pride and due to just an unwillingness to ask for help, I lived in my car. I always had this foolish expectation of graduating from college starting my career with a $50,000 salary and the ability to start buying name brands that I couldn't even pronounce. The stock market suffered one of its lowest points in U.S. history in March 2009. I graduated college in August of 2009 and soon realized I was not going to make the amount of money and live the type of life I anticipated. I certainly applied to engineering jobs and yet was unsuccessful in even landing an interview. So my career with my current employer began and living in my car would become one of my most memorable experiences. This wasn't easy, but I learned some things to make it work. Here, I will share my five tips for living in your car in case you ever find yourself in a similar situation, which I hope you don't. The first tip I want to tackle is about where you park at night. Initially, I had no idea where I would be parking overnight during this period. The only plan was to drop the backseat of my hatchback, lay some blankets down and catch some Z's. I quickly realized that I would spend my night sleeping and living in my car at the airport employee parking lot. This was a space that essentially had traffic in and out 24 hours, 7 days a week. This kind of was a good place to hide. The key is to be discreet. You gotta find a location where a parked car overnight would seem normal. For me, it was easy. It was the airport employee parking lot. This was a free space I could use and big enough to hide in. I've heard of stores like Walmart that allow some people to park and spend the night. My advice is that you check with the store manager before you make a decision on the location. Remember, safety first. The next tip is with regards to showers and hygiene. You're probably wondering how or if I was even able to keep up with my hygiene daily. This was actually pretty easy because of the gym, my gym membership. This by far was my greatest life hack during this time of coop living. Before work, I would go to the gym and get a little workout in and then use the gym showers to wash up daily. This was a great cheap strategy for overcoming a lack of daily hygiene that I would otherwise have in an apartment or a home. And another benefit of having this daily routine in the gym is that you get the opportunity to exercise and stay healthy. I would say that's a $20 to $35 monthly membership spent well. Also, make sure you find a close laundromat. Keeping up with laundry will be difficult, but you can just keep a bag in the car. After you leave the gym, you can take any dirty clothes and throw them in the bag daily. When it comes to storage space, Living in my car meant that I would need as much space as possible. You quickly realize that you need somewhere to store any stuff you might have that takes up room in your car. 
my suggestion is for you to rent a U-Haul or any other company's storage space. This way, you're able to truly use your car for what you need and keep clothes and anything else you need in a space that's easily accessible. The cost of this should really be about $50 to $60 per month. You don't need a big, big storage space. Try your best to limit what you keep. I remember having a storage space in the city while living out of my car, and I recommend you be careful when you visit your storage location at all times of the day, not just at night, but even in the early mornings. It's very important that you keep safety first. Now, my next tip comes to food, when drinks, and where basically you eat. You know, you have to eat. There's no way around this. What I found helpful was the refrigerators at work I could store food in. I would just buy a week's worth of groceries, keep a bowl, a plate, and utensils in my locker or desk at work. This was an easy and cost-efficient way of handling food. Also, I was fortunate that I had friends in various workplaces who would help me out with meals. Now, they didn't know my situation, but every time I saw them at their jobs, usually at the restaurants, they would offer me a free meal or a snack. I did have a bunch of snacks and water stocked up in my car. You're going to need to have a variety of healthy options and resources to make this work. Fortunately, I had so many great affordable options for me. Now, the fifth tip on this list comes to electricity and power. Something to consider when living in your car is electricity. You can't really depend on your car to keep you warm and power your electronics all night, every night. You have to be strategic with this part. Charge your phone and other electronics at work and coffee shops. Find a space that can help you keep warm, like a parking garage, if available. Some places get extremely cold, and you will want to keep as warm as possible. It's really important that you limit the use of your car battery at night as much as you can. So keep those phones charged, dim the brightness of the phone, dim the brightness of your you know, iPad or your tablet or whatnot. Try your best to conserve the energy of your electronics at night and, you know, charge them throughout the day. Now, what else is there? You know, I wish I could say that living in my car was always a part of my plan. But the truth is, I lived in my car as a result of my pride. I think I stayed in the car for about 42, 43, 44 days. Now, I did have family that I could have easily reached out to for help, but I had too much pride to ask. Personally, I do not regret that experience. I know, surprising, right? Um, and I believe with the right mindset and strategy, anyone can live comfortably in this way for a set period of time. You will save a lot of money, but you will also struggle. Don't be afraid to share this decision with your friends or family if you come to this point, because they might be able to help. I know this is not a glamorous or luxurious position to be in, but the support I received from two of my friends was a big help. While I never told any of my family members, I did tell two of my best friends, and they would check on me from time to time. For your safety, I highly advise you share this way of living. Share what I hope is a temporary living situation with one or two or whatever number of people you're comfortable with sharing. Living out of a car is not for everyone, and it's certainly not a permanent way of a healthy lifestyle. I don't recommend it for anyone who has the option of having alternative places of stay like a house, an apartment room, or even the floor of a friend's home. 
However, if you find yourself headed towards a path of living in your car for an extended period of time, I hope these tips will help you. Remember, you have the power to change your situation. You have the ability to improve your life each day. I hope you don't let the circumstances of your life define your attitude and your will to succeed and to change your situation. I have no doubt each of you listening to this podcast or reading the article that goes with this episode can change and live a life of purpose with success. And you don't need to stress or feel ashamed about what you're going through. Create simple goals and take small steps to get where you want to go. My own life is an example of going from a minimum wage job in my early 20s to being on a path to achieve financial independence. I'm not a millionaire, I don't drive a fancy car, but I try to learn and grow each day while striving to be a better version of myself. You have the ability to do this too, no matter where you are in life. I genuinely believe this. Now, I know there are circumstances and certain situations that are just unavoidable and causes people to be systemically uh, displaced or have a systemic disadvantage. And for you, my hope and prayer is that you are able to overcome those things with support and love and care and assistance in whatever way you can get those things. Now, there is a quote, and it's from John Lennon of the Beatles. Everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end.